Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 279. Today is Friday, August 4th, 2023, and it's a glorious day, you guys. I'm very excited about today's guest. I've been uh, excited all week. Uh, if I may be so bold, um, if you guys are listening to this on Spotify and you're not following the Elijah fire podcast on Spotify, give us a follow that'll really help us out. Give us an honest review. If you're listening on the Spotify app, all that good stuff that'll really help us out. And of course, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Apple podcast, Google podcast, and beyond rate us there as well. That'll really help us out. So uh we're gonna jump right in because we got a meaty conversation and i'm very excited so um revival is upon us we've had plenty of prophetic words we're seeing the first fruits of that um and my guest today knows uh a lot about that and uh he has a lot to glean we have a lot to glean from him on and about and beyond so um, he's currently involved with Jesus Gathering. He is also he also hosts a podcast, Jesus, Jesus Movement 2.0. Let's give it up for my guest today, John Rutke. John Rutke, hot diggity dog. Welcome back. Thank you, brother. Great to be back with you, bro. Yeah, absolutely. I was just blessed that you said yes again. I was like, man. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't miss about. this. Yeah, oh, that's no, what it's, it's it's so funny, you know, I'm on my, you know, just watching stuff on YouTube and TikTok comes up and it's me. Going, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's from you guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So like, wait a minute. That's me. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's great. So, all right, man. Well, let's let's jump right in and we're just going to ebb and flow. It's going to be a really great conversation. We were talking backstage and already getting fired up, but um, specifically. You know, it's interesting. There's a lot of talk about like the new wineskin. You know, we've got, we talked about Rayma Trainer um, last time and she's really, really talking about this. And to me, it's like, you know, we titled this the new church and I almost wanted to put the new in quotations because to me, correct me if I'm wrong. It does feel like this is like a return to form. Like, yeah. like, Hey, this is like book of acts level stuff. And I would look at that as a return to form of yes. how the church was meant to function. Is that a correct assessment? I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, it's like the book of Jeremiah says, we got to come back to the ancient paths. You mm -hmm. know, um, I don't know how we got to the place we are, but this thing has become an organization mm -hmm. instead of an organism. Mm -hmm. And so what is God wanting to do? He wants to bring us back to the ancient paths and back to the book of Acts. You know, I mean, I always say, you know, I always make people, if they're new in the Lord, I have them read through the Gospel of Luke because Luke, a lot of people put people into the Gospel of John, but there's so much ethereal things and such so much meat in the Gospel of John. Luke, only Gentile that wrote in the New Testament, mm -hmm. a medical doctor, very detailed, speaks volumes about the kingdom of God. That's his main theme through the mm -hmm. whole thing. And I would say, uh, and then he goes on and pens the book of Acts. I mean, so... It's a continuous storyline yeah. with the book of Acts, with point. the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. And so I, yeah. I'd always lead the new ones that are coming in through the Gospel of Luke into the book of Acts and say, then now fit yourself into this, see yourself in this, you know? And so, yeah, so um, yeah, so I think that, you know, we are certainly, um, you know, especially like your generation and below. I mean, you guys, if it ain't, if it's not for real, if it's not authentic, it's not, people aren't going to be coming to yeah, these. It's, you know? it's true. You know, there, there's a, there is such a hunger out there for authenticity in the kingdom of God and the reality of who Jesus is and in people's lives and all of those kinds of things. And, you know, people are, there's a harvest that's about ready to come in. And I'm seeing it everywhere. You know, there are, in our community, kids are out on the streets witnessing down at the beaches because I live in San Diego. Mm. And, uh, you know, you're just seeing lots and lots of people coming to Jesus and opening up their hearts. People are getting touched by the Holy Spirit. It, it, I mean, seriously, it reminds me of the Jesus movement. You wow. Know, how it was, you know. I mean, yeah. We were, 
we were the most unlikely candidates to ever come in uh -huh. to the kingdom of God. Yeah. Well, it's interesting how we look at like, you know, there's a lot of venom spewed at the West Coast. I'm on the West Coast as well, uh, up in Oregon. And um, I'm very vocal on here about like, you know, people just blast it and say all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, there's so much like God is doing so much here. And what okay. better place in a pressure cooker? Like, you know, we have a lot of things that are very counter kingdom happening in yeah. California and Oregon yeah. and Washington. Definitely. I can't think of a better recipe for people in desperation, turning to the Lord and him showing Amen. up in big ways. Right. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I, before I came to California, I lived on the East coast. I was right. in Washington DC and then I came out here as a hitch hippie movement. So, you know, it was, I hitchhiked across the country. Yeah, you were Buddhist that. when you came over, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I came, I came hitchhiking across the country, but it was interesting because um, people back on the East coast were saying, you're going to the left coast. Right. You know, Wait, they're yeah. still, they were saying that back then. Yeah. Back then. Wow. And so, you know, that's going to really change your life a lot, but you know, listen, I was already radicalized and I was already like left in my perspectives and everything else. I mean, I was, I would be definitely, you know, a neocon <laughs> if I was 20 years old now, you know, yeah. I mean, I was a radically left thinking type of a person mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, got into Eastern mysticism and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, but there, what people don't understand is that there was hundreds of thousands of us that were just simply asking the question, why, you know, I mean, Colleges can give you a lot of answers for the what, whens, and hows, but they can't answer the why. And so I, I would say to you that the why is what people are asking. Why am I here? Why, why, yeah. what, what does all of this mean? And what, what, what purpose does it, does my life have in this? And that these are the things that people are really asking about. And so they've gone to into drugs. They've gone into lost in their sexuality, lost in their identity, all of those kinds of things. Oh, so are we, you know, so yeah. are we. We were we were the most unlikely candidates to come into the kingdom of God. And we came in by the truckloads, by the truckloads. So, you know, I, also I'm saying is that the Lord is doing something out here now. And there's something very sovereign that is stirring. There's something very powerful that is right below the surface right now, unlike anything anybody's ever seen. And uh, it's, I mean, I wouldn't trade this time for any time ever. I mean, this is the yeah. time we've been to, you know. For well, and that's something that would really shift your focus, right? It's looking at going like, man, God could have purposed us to be born at any time. That's right. You that's know, right. and like, John, we're here now. And, exactly. and going like, okay, if I'm here now, and this applies to everybody, you yeah. know, yeah. whether you have a large platform, a small platform, or by you, that definition, no platform. I would argue everybody has a platform, but exactly. um, we're all purpose to be here right now. And I'm just like, man, like that's, 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 a, that's cool. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's really cool. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. God, God is, God is awakening his people. And the church is starting to, there's a, there's a wind blowing through the church. And um, I believe that um, just from a geopolitical perspective, you know, we are about ready to hit a category five hurricane, yeah. you know, as oh, yeah. a nation, as at, really the Western hemisphere is about ready to hit something like we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the economy is going to collapse. I think okay. that if if we would roll this back three years ago, and I said, "Oh, listen, there's a pan pandemic that's going to come, and it's going to it's going to disrupt everything." Yeah, now, I mean, you never you would have said, "What? Get your tinfoil hat off." Yeah, head. like okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you're conspiratorial, uh -huh. but the reality is, it came. It absolutely devastated people's lives. They, you know, we haven't recovered from this. It's it's taken us into a place that we could never even imagine. Well, what's coming far exceeds that. 
Okay. And that was just preparatory for what actually is coming. And we, my parents lived through the Great Depression, okay? We don't know anything about that Great Depression. We've no. had, you know, recessions, we've had that. But we're, we are a debt uh, nation, a debtor nation. Basically, we have nothing that we can, we're, we're just printing money. We have a printing press, so we, uh -huh. we have made it so that, and so that's about ready to come to an end. Yeah. So because that's going to come to an end, um, it's going to cause an upheaval and a crisis on a level like nobody could even imagine. And it's not very far away. And so what that is, God allows plumb lines to be dropped over people groups. Well, we're about ready to be one of those people groups where that plumb line is going to drop. Mm. You're going to see where you are at in God. And there is a, and I probably even said this last time I was with you, but there's a, um, another category five of hurricane of fear coming. Oh, and yeah. so we, as the body of Christ, we need to be like the sons of Issachar, knowing the times and the seasons, knowing what's going to happen, being prepared emotionally, mentally, spiritually for what is about ready to happen. Yeah. We have to be like the wise virgins that have oil in our lamps, that we must be prepared for what is about ready to hit us. Mm, we were just talking about that parable yesterday. Mm. So it's really cool to see how God ties in stuff, you know, because the guests don't often socialize with each other. And so they, you know, um, so I'm really, it's really, really cool that you, you brought that up. I don't think that was by happenstance. Um, mm. I think that it's like, the also something that I've been thinking about a lot, John, is like, um, Okay. Yeah, that is I I I think a lot of people can feel that happening. Um but there's also this stirring within people like man, I got to be obedient to get to where God has instructed me to get to. Amen. And so he's moving people sometimes physically across country, he's mm -hmm. moving people vocationally, he's mm -hmm. moving people um ideologically, okay. um all these things. And yeah. so uh, I, I've definitely been feeling that of like, man, I got to just do what's in front of me and just follow the Lord to get positioned and just like, do we believe God's word? Do we believe what Amen. he's, and I think that's another thing too, is like, Hey, like, do I believe the reality? Cause it is a reality. It's not mm -hmm. just a theory. Yes, that's right. That, that's good. That God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power yes. of love and of a sound mind. And if he's yes. done that then yes. fear has no power over me. That's right. I do not need to succumb to it, even if everything around me. And that's something that like, I realized once, once COVID hit was like, I would look people in the eye who didn't know the Lord. And I was like, not afraid. And they looked at me like I was from another planet. And, <laughs> you know, but that's just the supernatural impartation that happens. The Lord, when we stand on his promises, man, like, that's right. You know what I'm yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like that that thought. You Let's carry that a little bit further. You know, yep. this whole concept of obedience and, you know, again, obedience comes from a Latin derivative that means to listen. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think God is calling us to radical obedience. Like, you know, people say, well, God doesn't spoken to me. About, well, when is the last time he did speak to you about it? And yeah. did you do what he told you? <laughs> I mean, just go back to that and just yeah. start from there and just, you know. Like I, I get thoughts all the time, like text Jeff. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. What, you know, I get on the phone. Okay, Jeff, you know, does the Lord, you know, I mean? <laughs> and I just simply do it like that. You know, I just go with what I'm sensing the Lord saying mm. in the moment, you know? And so if we can just stay in the moment, not project ourselves way out there, but just stay in the moment with the Lord and hear and have an ear to hear what the spirit's saying. And then just do what he says, you know, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Mm. We like this conveyor belt of information coming at us and hearing over and all these, this information. Listen, you, you, you can have all the information you want in the world, but I'm telling you, unless you step out and start to do it, you're, you got nothing. You got zip. It's all theory and too. You know, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, li listen. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Jesus cast out demons. Hey. Step up, step in. People are yeah. demonized all over. Let's, you know, like first things I do when I'm discipling people is I said, okay, come alongside of me. Let's 
there's somebody over here who's got some demonic spirits. Let's just come with me, watch how I do it. You know, yeah. you don't need to engage. You just let me engage first. And then, you know, as you get a feel for it, it's like, it's like, you know, learning how to build a house, you know, you, mm -hmm. you can't build a house all at once, you know, you, you need to sit alongside somebody and kind of watch how they do it, feel how they do it, mm -hmm. get a feel for that, for, to pray for people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I, I just bring people with me and I say, okay, like, this is how I do it. So, okay. And then next time, okay, now you do it. And I'm right here, you know? Yeah. And that's how you get people activated. You get them so that they're functioning in the body of Christ. It's about functioning. It's about, mm. about becoming a living stone, moving forward so that you're, you're, uh, there's some reality of the life of God in you to go function, you know? Mm -hmm. And and then the anointing yeah. of God comes upon them, and they're just going, "Wow, yeah, kidding me? Yep, nope, that's right. The Lord's yeah. the Lord's using you." Hmm. Yeah. So in regards to the church as a whole, John, um, obviously there's things that need to change. Um, but I I kind of want to like it's kind of like a multifaceted kind of um, I guess a couple of points that I want to make, and I want to hear your thoughts on, but. Let's talk about like the church as a whole, because I look at like there's stuff you can prepare for, but mm -hmm. ultimately we don't, unless God has given you some specific word of knowledge about mm -hmm. a specific thing and going, Hey, this is coming. I mm -hmm. want you as a church body, what, let's say like church buildings. Okay. Like, cause there's a lot of them. Yeah. I want you guys to focus on this and I want you to be more open in this area. And I want you to be more welcoming in this area. And I want you to open your doors uh, and, and make a point to open your doors and, and all these things to, to people and, and make people feel welcome, whatever it is. But I look at like whatever's coming. It's more about, obviously there is that, that obedience of if God's given you something, some marching orders now, but also yeah there's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of things that are coming that there's no way you could prepare for. And rather than trying to prepare for everything, like we have to know so that we're going to be a hundred percent ready, just being receptive to whatever God brings your way during that time and allowing the growth and the, the um, uh, transformation to take place during that pressure of whatever's mm -hmm. coming next. But yeah. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Well, you know, the, I've been studying generals and one of the generals that I really, really respected was I, I fell on a couple of these generals. And one of them was Ulysses S. Grant, mm. who was, you know, this guy was basically a drunk, kicked out of the army, you know, <laughs> uh, was a West Point graduate, was in the Spanish War. And I, I'm fascinated by him because, you know, uh, he ended up getting out of the army, starting to do other things. And and, uh, you know, it was a complete flop. You know, he started to become a real estate person. That was a disaster, became a farmer, another disaster, uh, ended up selling firewood on a corner and then back to his dad's tannery, wow. in, you know, like Kansas someplace, you know. And so he working for his younger brother, you know, and then the war started, you know. And so, you know, I mean, this guy was a graduate from West Point. He said, hey, look, I can train some of these guys. And so. Uh, you know, he ends up, you know, training these guys and uh, he did such a good job in training them that he they said, well, could you lead these guys? Yeah, he led them and all of a sudden started winning a battle here and a battle there. And then all of a sudden he's winning battle after battle after battle. And it was just this internal fortitude inside of him that, well, Lincoln catches wind because all of the other generals were just, you know, high flying adoras out there, you know. And he says, hey, I don't care if this guy was a drunk or what he was, he's winning the war. Ends up, within three years, he's running the whole Union Army from the time that he worked at his dad's tannery. Complete disaster. And then another two years later, he's the president <laughs> for two terms. It's just, it's just amazing. You know, God sets people in different times. But He's not the general that I wanted to focus on. The one that really got my attention was General George Marshall. George Marshall was a World War II general. And, and what, what he said was this. He said that because he was in World War I with General Pershing, he became his right-hand man. 
he saw the, that that he was constantly contending with the generals. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. The generals were the biggest obstacle to that war. And he saw that these guys were like just an obstacle for winning that war. Hmm. And so he, he was taking notes as he was going along and, and, uh, Long and lo and behold, he becomes the you know top commander for World War II. Roosevelt did not want him to go to the to the uh, European uh, f- fighting over there. He wanted him by his side so he could help make sure everything worked out. So, anyways, he wrote a journal, and in the journal, he said, "These are the things that I look for in a general." First of all, he fired half the generals that wow. were in the army at the time. He fired half of them because. He said, "This how, most of these guys are not up to speed on what God, not what God was, but yeah. what was going to be happening and how we're beginning that, the transition." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get all these things tied in. Uh-huh. But anyways, he said this. There, were, there was five things. There are three three things that he looked for. Number one, optimistic. You have to be a glass half full. Number two, you had to be intelligent. You had to have basic common sense. Number three, you had to have a sense of the big picture of what was happening. So we fired half the generals and the other half, uh, another fourth of those generals that he had left in there, he said, you're not going to see any kind of action overseas because you did not meet these criteria. You're, You're antiquated. You're not prepared for what's happening. So he picked these random people like Ike Eisenhower, mm-hmm. you know, he picked Omar Bradley, he picked George Patton, yeah. he picked uh, MacArthur, <laughs> you know, guys that he handpicked, mm-hmm. that he saw that, that these guys had something on them of not just leadership, but they were, they were amiable. They were able to send, because in battle, like you were saying before, things go chaotic. Mm-hmm. So chaos is coming. You have to see the bigger picture. You're going to have to see you're not going to please do not hit the panic button, you know, because God is we're going to know Jaira in this season because he's you are going to need to know him. Mm-hmm. That's how intense this is going to get, you know. So and why don't you tell people what Jaira Jehovah Jaira means? He's our provider. He's our provider. You know, not many pe- people want to live by faith and then they want to go start a GoFundMe thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going uh, don't work like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just praying for the gift of miracles. I said, okay, guess what? You're going to need to have that gift for your own miracle when God puts you at the threshold of needing a miracle. Mm-hmm. He's going to make you walk through it first before you can proclaim it to other people. Mm-hmm. See, we want this abracadabra. I'm just going to lay hands on you and it's all going to be good. No, God has to put preparation over people's lives and make people walk this thing out. You know, it's just part of the being conformed to the image of Jesus. You know, it's just, it's a process, you know? And, mm. and, and so, you know, but I can say this, everything that I'm seeing now is accelerated. It's accelerated. I mean, I'm seeing people just moving quickly through their processes, prophetic anointings on people that they're rising and rising and rising. And they're, you know, after three, four years, these guys are like, I mean, seriously, got some some anointing on him, you know. Mm. So I love that. Yeah, you mentioned I think R- Richie the Barber or whatever his name is. You mentioned <laughs> yeah. him last time, and I followed it. Started following him ever since then, and I've it's been really cool to see God using this guy. And he's, I yeah. uh, you know, I mean, fully full tattoos on his face, looks like a yeah. clown. Like, no. yeah. Uh, hey, like, I, we were just having dinner. I just, I thought, well. Ooh. Bro, what's up? You know, what's this yeah. all about? You know, sweet yeah. guy. You know, yeah, says, well, I got saved five months ago. So, you know, I'm just trying to figure out, like, you know, how do I conquer lust? I said, oh, well, you know, I mean, it's just, you got to let Jesus control you. And, uh, and that, that, that day when I prayed for him, I mean, I prayed for all the kids that came down from the LA area. Mm-hmm. All these guys came down and me and my buddy, Ron Junkle, who is a old school Jesus movement, they just want to hear from the old guys. Like, Hey, you guys, what do you think about this and this? And yeah. so we all had dinner together in Ron's backyard. Yeah. 
And then, you know, Richie was at the end of that thing and I pulled him in and, and I told Richie, Richie, I, I, I got a prophetic word for all these guys, but for you, it's a little bit different. So that's when I pulled him in, I cast a demon out of him. Well, somebody filmed it and it went viral. You know, it's like, whoa, you know, million views like in a week. Mm -hmm. I'm just going, whoa. Yeah. You know, it's, it's th th this whole, this whole uh, realm that you're in, Jeff, is the new Roman road, man. It's the, it's the thing that's touching millions of people. I mean, mm -hmm. like instantaneously, you know, it's wild, yeah. wild to see how all of this is working and how things are, can move so instantaneously, you know, it's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in regards to like, and maybe you don't have an answer uh, for this, but in regards to the church building, we've gotten very, um, very locked in, especially in the West of like church means inside four walls. Obviously there's a lot of millennials and Gen Z that are leaving the church or not attending church or whatever it is. And I always, I've always looked at that and gone, I don't, I don't know that that's obviously like discipleship is important. Obviously being, you know, having a biblical foundation is important, but I looked at it. I was like, I don't know that this is a bad thing because of what's coming. And there's all of a sudden this hunger to mm -hmm. like, want to be the church out there. And, yeah, right, right. and that hunger for, yeah, my generation and Gen Z, uh, uh, that hunger for authenticity, um, mm -hmm. that hunger for transparency and, and, um, God is, I mean, even, you know, there's a measure of leadership that comes from this and what I do. And, God has had me be very transparent with things as well. And, and mm -hmm. there's this fear of like, oh, if I share this, then people are going to be like, oh, I can't, no, nah, I can't follow him. But then there's the reverse actually happens. The people mm -hmm. going like, and then the, the it's, uh, things that the messages I get from people, it's like so heartfelt and um, it's a very precious thing to me of people suddenly feeling like they can confess this thing to me, yeah. um, you know, and, but I'm just curious about obviously we've got a lot of these church buildings but i i just look at like what god is doing and that he's pulling people away and i i think like especially for leaders in the church to not be afraid of maybe the congregation that's in their church dwindling so long as whatever's happening out there is 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 happening i guess i i don't know if that makes sense but that people are going to leave church buildings and they're going to maybe start home churches or they're going to start, right. um, you know, like a hang, you know, a church in the park or whatever it is. Right. Look, look, I, I don't care where you meet. And I, as long as you can bring it into like a, an easier method of people being discipled, it needs to be a family. Mm -hmm. You have to find your family. You got to find your people. And you know, people can find their family inside those buildings too, but those buildings are expensive, man. Yeah. And so what's coming is going to, what, what about the people that don't have a job now? You know, I mean, look at the tech area, the, all the different places that were a trucking company that just like go 30,000 people, yellow trucking or, you know, I mean, they've been around for, you know, 60, 70 years. They, they just, just, released 30,000 employees. I mean, yeah, these people got mortgages. They've got now. So if they go to the building and you're looking to get them, you know, as a tithing unit, well, guess what? They're needing your help. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So who's going to pay that AC, mm. you know? So these poor guys, man, these poor pastors, you know, they become the burden bearer of paying that bill and man, they need, you know, they need for people to start to give into that thing. And then it's only, they're only meeting there once a week, you know, and, or even twice a week, you know, Wednesday service or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, economically, it's just not feasible. So mm -hmm. I mean, God called me out of the church structure 24 years ago. And when he called me out, he just said one thing to me and my mandate was outside of the system. I'm not denigrating church buildings or people that are meet in church, but I could care less. It means nothing to me. Also, I knew was my mandate. My mandate was to get prepared. And the Lord spoke to me sovereignly. And he said, connect the dots for the next great outpouring. 
the next great awakening. That's how he put it. I'm in LAX and boom, the spirit of God came on me. Um, and he said, I'm calling you out of the church system as you know it to connect the dots for the next great awakening. Hmm. And I'm telling you, it was like bringing me back to my hippie roots. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm really a hippie on the inside. You know? like, <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Oh, I was so excited, you know? So that's what I've been doing, you know, for the last 24 years, just house gatherings, just simple, easy. You can move them. You can, you, you can disciple people quickly. You can cast demons out of people. You, nobody freaks out. I mean, it happens every week at art stuff. People get baptized in the Holy Spirit. You, you, you just walk people through their stuff. You can do it so much more efficiently. And people know that they're not a means to your end. Hmm. So you're not, That's I'm not so looking good. For anything from you other than to be a good dad, you know, I mean, see, that's where church has come from though, man, is that like you people put a person in the place of like, Oh, there John is my meat. He's, he's the means to my end or he's, he's the thing that's going to be like, he's the vehicle that's going to take me all the way. Mm. No, you're not just like, I'm not. And anyone else. And, and I've, I've, man, I've heard this story so many times of like, you know, something happened or like, oh, um, I had a friend who was a Christian and I was a Christian at the time, identified as a Christian. And then my friend, um, you know, divorced his wife or my friend was mean to me. So I'm not a Christian anymore. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who were you serving? See, that's yeah. the question oh. is like, that's what what really needs to be addressed, too, is like, I'm not, I ultimately can't give people anything. Obviously the Holy spirit will prompt me to say certain things on here and encourage mm-hmm. people and all that stuff. But it's not me. Even then God's mm-hmm. the one that's using whatever that is Amen. to bring healing. And that's why I always point people back to Jesus. I'm like, do not totally. put me on a pedestal, please. Oh, like it, you know, I will let you down. Yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Focus on Jesus, man. Yeah. It's all about him. It's yeah. like, it is a hundred percent about Jesus and about the power of mm-hmm. his resurrection. And he is the all in all of everything. Like Amen. I said, the, I think the last time we talked, I said, look, Jesus, it's about the gospel of the kingdom, yeah. you know, until this yeah. gospel of the kingdom is preached in all the world. What is the gospel of the kingdom? Jesus is a savior. He is a resurrected king that must be bowed to. And I heard somebody say it like this. He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Mm. And so, you know, he's the healer. He's the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. People think they need to do it with all their huffing and puffing and all that kind of stuff. Hey, relax, man. It's about Jesus. He's the one who's ultimately doing that. Yes, he can move through you. And you are the body of Christ on the earth. You are his hands and feet here on this earth. And God uses people. But, you know, if you, because I think this next move that I'm seeing, it's more the glory of the Lord coming than it is the power of the Lord coming. All the power will be attached to it. But, you know, for us in the Jesus movement, it was more the power of God. You know, like we we had no choice, like in knowing anything about like speaking tongues or not speaking tongues. You know, I didn't even know that was a thing. You know, I had no idea. I just spoken tongues. <laughs> I had the power of God come on me and I spoke yeah. in tongues. And I, before anybody could tell me that, Hey, uh, you know, that's not for today. I was already speaking to tongues, you know? So like, I like, how, how is that working? You know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, just crazy stuff like that, you know? Yeah, man. It's just, just amazing how that all works. Yeah. So, but a- anyways, I think the glory of the Lord is coming and the, and it, when the glory of the Lord comes, there can be no fingerprints on this thing. It's got to be about him, completely mm-hmm. about him. It's all about Jesus. Getting back to your last statement there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and something that I'm reminded of something else that Rama said last time she was on the show, which was she said, you know, people will reach out to me and they're like, oh, I want to start this own thing. I want to start it. And she said, that's fine. As long as you realize it's not yours. We're all building yeah. into the same thing. Exactly. It's not yeah. like, oh, this person's doing that and they've got mm-hmm. their own thing. And that is a very wet man. That is a Western. Mm-hmm. It's poison, dude. Like, it is. It like is. if we just think, oh, this is my thing. 
And obviously, like, yeah, there's going to be something that you are appointed to do. But if you start to recognize that this is yours, it's not yours. We're all building the same. Totally. totally. Same, same kingdom, same, you know. (laughs) Exactly. I I, I own nothing. I own none of the kids. I know none of the people that are, you know, in our community. I'm just, I'm like a dad, you know, Mm -hmm. like, okay, I just want to see my kids succeed. That's all. That's it. Nothing more. So huge, man. For especially yeah. for like my generation and younger is, is a, a dad, is someone who can be a dad. And yeah. um, let's talk about discipleship though. How mm. important is discipleship, John? Man, I tell you, you know, thank God, man. I I had some of the best, you know, like come alongside of me. And and even that was sovereign, you know, having Lonnie, you know, like walking that out with him and <laughs> And it wasn't easy. And, and, sure. and it was, you know, it was, you know, iron sharpening iron on a lot of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I was so grateful that I had, that I could just walk with somebody who knew he's only a couple years older than me, but man, you know, that guy lived dog years, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> when you have been in a couple moves of God and, you know, you're just, very barely cresting 26 you know um that's you know you've seen a lot you've been around a lot you've preached a lot you've done all of those kinds of things so i had lonnie and then i had harold bredesen who was a father of the charismatic movement so and i was 15 years traveling all over the world with harold and so you know i went from like an older brother like lonnie to like a real spiritual father like harold you know and so um i had that honor and just to help and serve these guys you know it was so much fun we had such a good time and it was so like a natural kind of a thing you know like um and you know there was like a lot of discipline in that we put towards things and things like that but man it was powerful it was Mm -hmm. very i'm super grateful for discipleship you know Mm -hmm. and so i do that same deal with whoever is in my sphere, you know, and I'm, and now, you know, there's tears of people that have come alongside of me and now they're got disciples that, you know, like they're like grandkids, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm so proud <laughs> of them, you know, and I'm, I'm so excited to see how good they're doing. You know, mm. it's like, wow, it's like watching your kids succeed, you know, that's so great. That's so yeah. great. So I would imagine you get a little bit of, um, uh, kind of solidarity when you see Paul saying very similar things about when he's writing to different churches, he's like, I long to see you again and all yeah, these things. I'm yeah. sure there's, there's a little yeah, bit of that. Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I do think that there's like with younger people, there is this like, well, I mean, maybe in your circles, you're not seeing this, but I do know that there's like, you know, there may be pockets of young people that are just, it's just them, but it's, it's so important to get someone who's older than you who can mm-hmm. come alongside you. And I'm sure you get people all the time, John, that are like, man, I really want, I really want a spiritual parent or a spiritual, uh, like a mentor. How do I do that? I'm sure yeah. you get that a lot. I mean, how do I get yeah, one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you know, the kids that are being raised up now, you know, when I say kids, they're like 45 to 50, you know, so they're like kids. To me, so. yeah. But you know, they're, they're doing such a great job that they are, you know, just taking, picking up the slack. And so, you know, it gives me plenty of room to roam and to help out in other areas. And, you know, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's really been a lot of fun and, Mm. you know, it's not, um, I, I see the church system. It's almost meant, it's almost geared. It's almost built to burn you out. And there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. A yeah. lot of pressure put on the like one system. Yeah. Will burn you up. Mm. It won't burn you out. It'll burn you up. And so that's the difference between like a church perspective and a kingdom perspective. Mm. And so, you know, we're part of a kingdom that knows no end. And, you know, we're under the rulership of King Jesus. And, you know, as long as you can keep your focus on him, like you were saying, you know, it's like, don't. It, Look, I'm looking to him. <laughs> you need to look to him too, you know, because we're going to disappoint you. I mean, yeah. I don't want to. I'm just going to be because I'm human, you know. It's right. like, hey, 
I've got issues, man. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's something I say about relationships, period. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. It, um, you know, my wife and I are really big on, you know, re- the topic of relationships. We have a really healthy marriage. Um, mm-hmm. And... You know, we just say like, if you can accept, and this isn't a jaded thing, but if you can accept that the person that you're with is going to disappoint you at some point, when it happens, you're mm-hmm. a lot less devastated because you were, we're all like right away. My wife and I oriented ourselves to like, I recognize that I can't give you everything and only, only the Lord can give that to you. And so yeah, we need right. to orient ourselves that way. So mm-hmm. that, you know, when, yeah, so it, it, obviously like we still were married, we, we could, we get in arguments. Absolutely. Yeah, but they're very short lived. Like, it's not like this, like yeah. my great pain. I've held on to this for 20 yeah. years and I'm not right. mocking anybody who's in that place. I'm just saying yeah. like, yeah. um, yeah. you know, uh, I understand, but, um, yeah, I think that, um, that's kind of the first step is like, there are a lot of people who are around. And even like, I think, uh, I think everybody has a tendency to do this is like idealize of like, okay, my perfect mentor looks like this. And it's mm-hmm. uh, Lauren Cunningham from YWAM, you know, or wh- whoever, you know, and uh, you're like, well, Lauren Cunningham is not around you, right, uh, but there are people around you that are there. Mm-hmm. And this is a message to, you know, boomers, this is a message to Gen Xers. This is a gen, mm-hmm. uh, this message to millennials, Gen Z. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so whatever, whatever role you find yourself in that to be available, number one, but also, uh, to, if you are in need of mentorship, there are most likely people around you that maybe you're not seeing. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, and I would just say, Hey, ask the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. say God, Send me the right people. I'm a living stone, and I want to be fitly joined into the rest of the living stones. Where's my place in the living stones? And don't, you know, it gets you off the performance bandwagon and puts you on the, you know, really leaning into the Lord bandwagon, you know? And so that's the key, you know? That's the key to everything. And yeah. I think that, you know, as many are led by the spirit of God, they're the sons of God, you know, and, and I mean, this, the body of Christ is so amazing. I mean, I have fallen in love with the body awesome. because she's starting to rise up as a bride, you know, and mm-hmm. which, okay. So she's been weighing in at about three fifty, Okay. Yeah. With <laughs> curlers in her hair, yeah. you know, smoking unfiltered cigarettes, but she's yeah. got, <laughs> she, she's on a keto diet and she's, yeah. you know, Got nicotine patches. All right, she's yeah. she, she's getting there. All right, yeah. you know, and and the problem is, I am her. You know, so yeah, I don't separate myself from that. Yeah, well, we do that though. We like we as in like the church, obviously not necessarily always you and myself, John, but um, of like othering our own body. Right, we're all part of the body of Christ, and we other. Like, I'm not like those people. I'm like, well, whether you like it or not, you're part of the same yeah. body, you know? I mean, how I how I think is, okay, if I do this, how is this going to affect the body, you know? Mm. Like, how am I going to make the body of Christ move forward here in San Diego County and all the yeah. other places that I'm, you know, have my fingers in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, because there's all kinds of groups that I'm helped start and, and involved in and all that kind of stuff. Like tonight, I'm going up to Costa Mesa, which is about an hour and a half from here in San Diego. And there's a whole group of people up there that we started a house church like three years ago. And they all got baptized in the Holy Spirit at this Jesus gathering, you know? And they said, so now what do we do? You know, well, how do we how, how do we take this? I said, just, do you guys have a house? Yeah, open up your house. I'll, I'll, I'll come there for the next three months, every Friday night. And we started this thing out and man, it is thriving. It's wow. amazing. And uh, guys, uh, the man is a white guy. The wife is from Somalia, who is a wow. converted Muslim. So all kinds of Muslims come there. And, wow. uh, and it's so much fun. Oh, so my gosh. Cool. I can't wait to get up there. 
you know so cool yeah. well I, I i was backstage i was talking about um this uh, someone had posted this yesterday and i saved it and it, it ties in perfectly right now we're talking about eschatology backstage mm -hmm. which is like you know end times stuff yeah. um but i'm gonna read it and then we're gonna i'm gonna let you just i'm gonna wind it wind you up john and i'm gonna just <laughs> let you go right don't do it that says, bro <laughs> it says imagine if our christian view of the end times was centering on preparing for christ rather than the antichrist mm. centered on the mark of the lamb rather than the beast centered mm. on preparing for redeeming the earth mm. rather than escaping it oh man i feel fired up over that one centered <laughs> on hope rather than fear john what do you have to say to that do you well, agree you know, disagree why why not <laughs> well you know look i was raised in the jesus movement in the yeah. jesus movement the main book that came out in that time. I had a Bible and I had the late great planet Earth. Okay. His perspective was, I mean, it was a bell ringer, man. It was like, whoa, Jesus is coming back next week. And we literally were sensing that and thinking that. And, you know, uh, it was a pre-tribulation rapture uh, theology, you know, well, that's all we were raised on. We didn't have any, and, you know, and then you've got people setting dates and, you know, 89 reasons why Jesus is going to come back in 1989. And then, you know, obviously 1990 comes along. And you're just going, hey, man, what happened to that? You know, you're kind of gearing yourself up and it's all an end time kind of scenario. And then you realize, oh, wait a second, there's a bunch of other views about this, you know. And, you know, I've landed on a particular deal where, you know, we have to be prepared to go through very, very difficult times and talk to the talk to the underground church in China, talk to the underground church in, in, in uh, Iran, see how these guys are dealing with it. Man, you know, uh, the, the uh, Chinese underground church were very upset about the pre-tribulation rapture teaching that hit them before persecution came because they thought they were going to all get out of it. And, and we have to be prepared for hardship before, you know, they overcame by the blood of the lamb yeah. and their testimonies. And they love not their lives even to death, you know. So we, we've got to come to this place of adoration to who the king is, who his magic of his majesty, of his grandeur, of all of who he is. He is looking for a bride, a, a, a victorious bride, mm. a bride that's unblemished. I mean, we should be just looking at that whole thing of the redemptive processes that God is about ready to bring on the earth like we've never seen before. It's that Isaiah 60, you know, one and two, you know, uh, arise and shine for the light has come. The glory of the Lord is about ready to, to arise. Mm -hmm. And he says, but in that same verse, so in verse two, it says, but great darkness mm -hmm. also is going to cover the earth. And so yeah. you have these clashes of two things, great glory and great darkness. So we have both of them coming at the same time. And um, man, back in 1989, I was in, in Rio de Janeiro with Lonnie. And man, and all along the beaches of Ipanema were Okumba. They were practicing, it was New Year's Eve. And there were just hundreds and hundreds of Makumba practitioners. And I'm walking through there, like just me and Lonnie, you know, and there's thousands of these people. And they're literally laying hands on people and they're getting demonized. And it's a weird kind of a ritual that they go through with cigars wow. and things like that. You know, it's wow. so funny, but I, I'm, I'm, I was like going, Whoa, man, this is pretty intense. This, this demonic spirit here is really intense. Yeah. I'm sure you can really feel it. Yeah. And, but we were with Bishop McAllister at the time and I saw Bishop McAllister's church coming down the beach as they were worshiping. And I, I'll never forget how powerful that worship was. It was like a cascading wave of glory wow. that came Man. over that whole region. And I was just going, yeah, boy, yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, it, was, it was crazy, man. Oh, so, man. You know, you know we, we, are, we are in for an incredible, season and it's not to be a season of fear but a season of power love and of a sound mind like you were talking about yeah well and honestly john i i just was thinking about this that i think that 
my view of God is pretty big, but I think everyone is going to be faced with the question of how big do you believe God is? And I think a lot of people, and I'll throw myself in the ring too, are going to realize, I didn't think he was big enough, you know? And I think that whatever's coming, coming next is going to really, really empower us and expand just like just how big and how powerful God really is. And obviously we're all in different, different scales of our revelation and what we've seen God do. And yeah, I know God could do a lot, but I yeah. like I know even me, I'm dealing with an infinite being, an uncreated yeah. infinite being, me yeah. being finite, him being infinite. Yeah. And yes. the, of course, I don't have a big enough view of God. And so I'm excited to have that expanded. So, Amen. you know, well, the natural mind is an entity with the things of God. And so, you know, coming into the things of the spirit, like early, like, like right out of the shoe, you know, just like many of the kids that I see now, you know, that are coming in um, kids and older ones, you know, they're coming into the kingdom and they're coming in already getting delivered from demons, already getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, already like getting like a focus on who Jesus is. And, and, uh, you know, so they're already not having to go through 20 years of sitting, you know, in an audience and listening to somebody, but actually getting activated and, and, uh, you know, once they come alive and get through the scriptures and, you know, get an encounter with the Lord on that magnitude, it already starts you out to be a, a powerhouse for, for Jesus, just like the book of Acts, you know. And so God is wanting us to come back to the ancient past, back to that simplicity of trusting him, to know him, the fullness and the and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of the suffering, you know, I mean, there, that's going to be a, an attachment to it. And mm. when I say that, it's going to be not just being unfriended from Facebook. I mean, you could really have to pay a price for w believing what you believe, you know, mm. and standing up for what you believe. Right? So yeah. it's, it's, it's a different time. Yeah. But, you know, the early church, all these guys were martyred, you know, right. You yeah, will show me my witness. In Judea, Jerusalem, and in, in Judea and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth, well, that word "witness" actually means martyr. You know, so so God is saying, "You ready to lay your life down?" You know, let's let's all of us take an inventory and just say, "Okay, God, I just surrender it all to you. I surrender my finances. I surrender my kids. I surrender it all, God." You know, and we're going to come to that place, whether you like it or not. We're coming to that place. It's coming. Mm, yeah. You know, so we we might as well get ahead of this deal bring a consecration of your life for the purposes of God to be manifest in your life. I mean, just get ahead of it. You know, it's coming, it's mm. coming quickly. Mm. And I think, I think the shaking is going to bring the great awakening. That's what I think. Yeah. 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 I've been thinking about it. Like, I don't know that, you know, I mean, as nice as it would be. And I think in retrospect, I might not even say that uh, once we walk through a lot of this stuff or, or in it. Um, but I think it's a nice, it's a nice thought to be like, oh, everything you know will go the way it goes. A political mm. candidate will get in. That'll be yada yada yada, and mm. then and then that will, then the revival will come. But like yeah. a lot yeah. of revival is birthed out of absolute desperation yes, towards the Lord right. of like God, that's you good. are the one that needs to move. Like exactly, you know, and so. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about specific. I thought we would spend a lot of time on this, but we didn't. Uh, but uh, is differences of opinion. This is something, man. I think every single one of us can at least have. We've seen this. We've seen disagreements that are non-salvation issues, and we talked about eschatology briefly. And, and mm -hmm. you want to talk about something that divides people, you know? <laughs> and it's honestly, it's like the older I get, the more I'm like, I just feel this righteous anger towards like, stop, please stop like like our commonality is that we know christ and him crucified Amen. you know and yeah. um i just oh man john like i'm so sick of seeing the church get divided over like you know a pre-trib mid-trib yeah. post-trib like yeah. all there's kinds no of need stuff. for that you know i there mean there isn't People that I respect believe all of every single one of those things. So it's a little bit different than what I believe. So what? It's not an essential. Right. Let's let's just agree to disagree. It doesn't matter. I don't even 
I half the guys I hang out with, I don't even know what their eschatology is. Yeah, you come know? on. I don't, it means nothing to me. I don't care. Yeah. I, I refuse to, you know, separate over those kinds of things, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's a real divisive, you know, Jesus is not God, you know. Right. Kind of a, yeah. But that's mean, okay. see, that's a now salvation issue, issues, you know. You know like that's, issues, you know? Yeah, of course. You know, but like, I mean, I've heard so many. I mean, there's a lot of wild theories out there, and whether people agree with them or not, there's like, I, you know, people are like, oh, there was a pre-edemic society, and then God wiped the earth. I don't know if you've heard that one. There's like all kinds of stuff. But I'm like, whatever. If you want to dive into scripture and you want to go over that stuff, great. You know, but mm-hmm. it becomes an issue when that's your that's yeah. your litmus test for whether you'll engage with other people. They're like, yeah. uh, let's see how they handle this. Oh, yeah. they, they, they brushed it off. I just really fear yeah. for their salvation. I've talked to people wow. like this, John, like wow. where they're so hung up on even like they'll bring in like the Gnostic gospels. They'll bring in the, uh, whatever the, um, like a lot of the, re- you know, omitted books of the Bible. And they're like, no, these are the true books of the Bible. And oh. they'll like, really dive in on those things and then they allow that to divide everybody else so like oh i won't associate with that person because they only read the bible the one that's full of like half truth yeah it's crazy man i'm like yeah it's it's true to to that to that deal i would say this hey why don't you just memorize like the gospel of luke okay just go go do that and then let's have that conversation you know i mean really just there's I've been at this for 50 years. I can, I'm unfolding realities in the scriptures all the time. I mean, yeah. I'm just like going, oh my gosh, I never, how did I miss that? Yeah. Wow. That's so, so powerful. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like Gnostic gospel. What? Who cares? What does that have to do yeah. with anything? You yeah. know? Like, yeah. wow. I don't, how is that going to further the body of Christ? Right. How, how are you going to get this person from this place to that place? with a Gnostic gospel, right? Might as well go, you know, follow, you know, Christian science or something. You yeah, know? I, mean, I know, man. Sense, you know, well, no. it's just, there's like so many great men and women that have gone before us over the last, you know, couple thousand years yeah. uh, that, you know, like they just had, and even not even the whole duration of that 2000 years, did they have the Bible, you know, no, like, exactly. Yeah. But like so many great men and women, poured over the scriptures, then went and lived them out. Yeah. And I'm just like, why do you suddenly think that now you've got some secret thing? And I'm just like, exactly. let's just orient ourselves yeah. Yeah. at the feet of Jesus. Yes. And yes. just like go be his hands and feet for crying out loud, man. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> Listen, uh, Paul wrote the book of Colossians just for that very deal. You know, mm, love that Colossians. Gnostic, for that Gnostic perspective thinking that you have this higher knowledge and blah 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 you know and and i i I've, the people that i've seen that have followed that kind of a path i've not seen that much fruit come out of right that, you know yeah i mean i i this we're at some point in time we're going to stand before the judgment seat of jesus christ and we're going to give an account and we are going to see not for our salvation but because it's it's a different judgment but for what we have done, for what with what he's given to, to who much is given, much is required. And so, you know, if you want to uh, see, you know, you want to be used of God, you want to see God, man, you have got to be pouring out and mm. being being poured out and allowing his life to be poured out through you. Yeah. And it, that's part of the deal, man. You know, and uh, we're all going to give an account on this thing. I'm, mm. I, that scares the yickety yak out of me, man. Yeah. You know, like (laughs) I want to make sure that my stuff is like legit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For real. Well, um, just in closing, why don't you talk about, uh, Jesus gathering? You've got what it is. Yeah. And you've got one coming up in New Mexico, August 25th through the 27th, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about that. What is that? What yeah. we, we've been doing these things called Jesus gatherings. That's probably our 18th or 19th one, something like that. And I mean, we've, you know, there's just a group of us that, you know, felt like we needed to gather people for, it's not a conference. It's, um, it's free. 
you know, we want to make sure everything's free. We try to bring as much community into it as we possibly can. So we started out just small down in College Station and my friend Matt Whelan and Ron Junkel and a couple of other guys. And we just we started out. Well, boom, it exploded. You know, all of a sudden. But, but that has to do with hunger. You know, yeah. hunger's driving everything. And so, you know, as we've progressed, we've had them all over the country, you know, Boston, New Mexico, here in California, San Diego. Last one we had here, I think I did my last interview with you was after that Jesus gathering here in San Diego. But um, anyways, you know, like 800 people now showed up at that San Diego one, you know, and it looked like Woodstock. I mean, it was like we had that was like, <laughs> like a rehab. That's in the middle of wow. uh, northern San Diego County and people had tents and they had RVs and it, and it was all free, you know, and we needed like, you know, 20 grand to pull this thing off. People just threw money in from everywhere. We, we said, look, you don't have any money. Don't worry about it, you know, but here's a box and, you know, people give, don't feel any pressure just if that's what it is. We want to decentralize it. We don't want it to be a monetary thing because I'm telling you, man, these mon these things become money changing tables for a lot of things, you know, mm. and we've got to get away from that. Yeah. We've got to get away from that money. Yeah. I'm telling you, it just corrupts everything. So this one we're having out in Albuquerque now is 5,000 people showing up and it's Whoa. going to be in a tent where the balloon festival is. And so people heard about it, had come to the last Jesus gathering in Albuquerque, got blown away by how the spirit of God moved. Wow. And they said, we want to be a part of this. Somebody said, Hey, I've got a tent that can hold 5,000 people. So they, they threw their tent up and, you know, people are just throwing in money and uh, yeah. so people can come from wherever. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, you've got the, I can see it down below there, the Jesus gathering.org mm -hmm. deal. And so people just, I mean, you don't even need to register, just show up. It'll be fine. You know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, power God moves. I mean, last time we were in Albuquerque, I mean, the whole tent we did in somebody's backyard last time, whole tent, everybody was on the ground, you know, wow. half of them were getting delivered from demons, you know? Wow. Yeah, I was like, Whoa. I, I mean, I was so busy. You know, you uh -huh. know so I looked up and everybody's on the ground. Wow. There's probably a hundred of us, you know? So, Man. yeah. So, so uh, exciting. In the gathering. You know, we've been having these baptisms afterwards. Oh my gosh, man! It was like everybody jumps into the pool. They're so, I mean, hungry for yeah, yeah. just like excited, and you know, I think there at this this one we'll do like horse troughs or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll figure it out. It was we yeah, go. man. We we try not to organize it too much. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, know, you got some guardrails you have to have, but you know, outside of that, man, we just want to focus, and we do it in a circle. I don't want to put a platform out and I don't want any big name people, you know, like coming, you know, like, Oh, this guy's going to be the main speaker. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. And th those have a place in it, but that's not what this is. So, you know, we just want to see the Lord move. We want to see it as, as organic as possible, as real as possible and as no hype as possible. Mm. So we don't even like, make it a big deal we just put it out there by the sure. way you can come we'd be great yeah, if hey, did. yeah you know you're more than welcome to come you'll yeah. enjoy it you know? yeah man john so amazing really quick because uh, you mentioned you know these things can turn into money changing tables really quick um because i was talking to someone about this like what do you think that how do you think that translates today and and what um what they were saying because they're like because like my church has a spot where you can buy books but you know, uh, we it's don't not even really allow tables on ours. Nobody can sell nothing. We don't even allow tables. Yeah. If, if you have a ministry you want to promote, just talk to people about it. Don't we don't want any tables up front. We don't we don't want any of that. We just mm. can we just come together as a family? Mm. And and I don't want to have an agenda for you to join yeah. the thing and da 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 da. Oh, yeah. do you need to be part of the Jesus gathering? Dude, come experience it, you know. And that's it. You know, I mean, praise the Lord, you know, yeah. take it back and do a Jesus gathering wherever you live, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever that would look like. And maybe we'll come and help you. I don't know. Uh -huh. Love it, man. So good. Well, I would love for you to pray, pray for people, man. Just okay. this up. 
Sounds good. Okay, Father, we just come in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm. We thank you, Lord, that it's a throne of grace that's full of mercy. It's new every day. Your mercy's new every day, God. Lord, I just pray for this precious remnant that's listening in on this right now. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, King of all glory, God, come and meet your people, God. Whatever individuals find themselves in, whatever kind of place of maybe loneliness, darkness, hopelessness, despair, um, Lord, I, I ask that you come and be the glory and the lifter of our heads now, God. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, you, you said that the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Lord, we look to you and to you alone. Yes. Lord, I ask that you bless every hearer right now in Jesus' mighty name. Mm -hmm. God, lift up their heads, oh God. Lift their heads up. Let, let that Issachar anointing just come upon people. Let them know what time it is, God. Get them up to the 10,000-foot view. Let them see what's about ready to come, God. Let them have, put everything in perspective. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. John, this was so good. <laughs> Thank you, brother. So good. Yeah. And everybody listening, there's, there's this poll that you might be feeling in your heart. Like, that's the fruit that is like, that's my greatest prayer. Uh, for this show is that that's the fruit that comes out is that after watching an episode or listening to an episode, your hunger for the Lord to pursue him and go Amen. spend time with him. That's what's produced out of this. That's um, right. And so my advice to any one that's feeling that is to yield to that. Amen. And if you are like on lunch break, uh, obviously you can talk to the Lord throughout the day, but set some time, to spend time with him when you get a free moment. Um, Amen. Oh man, that's how we do this. Like that's, that's right. how we do this is like right. seeking the Lord for ourselves. So that's John, um, how can, how can people, uh, follow, obviously you've got the Jesus gathering.org. Is there any other places? I know you got like a little a podcast, Jesus movement 2.0. All that good stuff. Yeah. You know, just look our stuff up and just put a comment. Yeah, <laughs> I'll answer. Go. Yeah. There <laughs> we go. That's the way to do it. There we go. There yeah. we go. Man, well, Jeff, what a joy to be with you, brother. Oh, thanks man. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm fired up, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed weekend. We've got Julie Lopez back on Monday. Uh, for those who don't know who Julie Lopez is, she was an ex-fifth generation witch. God radically transformed her. And now she's just like a demon slayer. Like she's doing yeah. amazing things. Uh, dude, cool. John, honestly, Julie Lopez. Yeah. brought so much revelation about like the significance of the blood of Jesus. Cause she's like, yeah. as a witch, we knew what blood meant. It gives you yeah. access to the spirit Amen. realm. Amen. And, and so when I was like, dude, Jesus died. And mm -hmm. then the Holy spirit came, he ripped the veil, Holy of Holies, That's Holy it. spirit came out. Uh, it was like, yeah. That's what his blood brought us. And I was like, dude, yeah. like it was yeah. just like mind blowing. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so everybody's going to be super good on Monday. That's going to be revelation-packed as well. Uh, so have a blessed weekend. Tune in at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. We'll have Julie Lopez. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.